get into the groove, Drew, you got to prove your love to me. Yeah. Do you know about that song or are you not about that life? I have never even heard of that. Um, when you said groove, I was thinking of Shake Your Groove thing, but tell me about that song. Um, it's okay. We don't have to go into it. I was just wondering <laughs> how, how cool you actually were. And I failed? Um. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the cemetery. Whose cemetery, you may ask? Well, Drew and Mikey's scary cemetery. What's up, guys? Okay, you're going to say something. I wasn't sure. I gave you a second. You didn't say nothing, so I just kept going. But let's go. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. Okay. What's up, guys? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, today... We have our library in the cemetery edition or cemetery library edition. I forgot what we called it. And we will be revisiting a author whose name is C.S. James. I was going to say, I don't know if we're actually revisiting his book because we're not doing the same book, but we're doing another book in the same series. So C.S. James. He's earned our loyalty. We, we came back for book two. Well, had yeah. You, you mentioned uh, that we uh, you weren't sure if we called it Cemetery in the Library or Library in the Cemetery. I believe on the episode last time you wrote Cemetery in the Library. So uh, my thought was always Library in the Cemetery, but uh, but it's cool. We can we can dig up some dirt and take a, a headstone and you know a raven and bring it into the library. No big deal. Kids section of a library, just draw a huge pentagram on the table, light some candles. It's just, it's, it's 2021, baby, you know? It'll work out however you guys want to imagine it. Because obviously we're actually in a library right now. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, it'll work. Anyway, what are we doing now? We are reviewing C.S. James's Twisted Books to Leave You Shook volume two titled toy horror story so i have to write it down and look at it because i keep calling it the american toy horror story because i'm combining (laughs) american horror story and toy story together and it trips me up every time it was uh definitely more american horror story than toy story but we'll get into that yeah no, no jumping ahead you eager beaver that's called a tease well our audience never mind okay Um, so we've already discussed a little bit about c.s james from our first library in the cemetery review of his first book but just to recap he's just a cool cat he was a teacher elementary school teacher he's a big fan of horror he's written some screenplays according to imdb um and he's just a cool guy and he has got uh two confirmed kills i think so well there you go um he is a big fan of horror and he, from what I have read so far, he has a pretty good imagination. I would say so. And what do we like to do with people with good imaginations, Drew? Kidnap them and pick their brains? Support their art. Yes. Thank uh, you. Oh, that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, both things, I think. Yes. Um, well, the first thing that I always like to do when it comes to our book reviews is let's talk about the cover art. 
it's obviously from the same artist who made the first one. You can tell it's the same kind of, um, what do you call it? Like, not theme, but the same art or Yeah. Yeah. It looks great, too. This one I actually like even more. What do you think? The art, I, I do like it. It's more of um, a horror type art. The first one was more, you know, creepy, goosebumps, ooky spooky. Um, this one to me is more horror when we have a, <laughs> I thought it was a schoolhouse at first because of the hopscotch in the front, but it's basically yeah. a big house with a driveway. There's ho- a hopscotch written on the driveway and a trash can and a killer doll. I'm sorry, a killer doll, a scary doll sitting next to the trash can. Um, like the first book, it looks like the page has been ripped and this cover art is shown under the ripped pages, if that makes sense. Drew explained it better last time. Yeah, and there's a red sky behind the uh, schoolhouse that's not a schoolhouse. And this, the red sky looks really awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate, I hate the term awesome because that's overused, but really, that's an awesome red sky. Yeah, I didn't even notice it was red. Good catch. Definitely wraps up the creepiness of the cover. Um, I like this house. (laughs) When I was reading about it in the book, I was like, I want to live in this house. Um, I like how the front of it has that uh, little overhang thing. And there's like gobs and gobs of windows up on that front portion right there. Yeah, There are lots of windows in this house. I don't know why, but it first off makes me think of um the house they throw rocks through into the windows on it's a wonderful life it doesn't even look like it it's just because of all the windows uh but yeah i love that house i haven't seen that movie before but i'll take your word for it yeah no you got you got to start watching it on christmas it's it's a great horror movie (laughs) perfect um (laughs) okay so we'll get into the book so so getting into the book, the book itself is about 126 pages, super easy read. We both read it one in one day because we were texting each other how far we were in it. Um, chapter two, what about you? Chapter six, dang it. Chapter 10, what about you? Chapter 11, dang it. <laughs> and then I had to take a break and you were already like 10 chapters ahead. So I had to rush through it. And somehow if our texts are correct, we finished it at the same time. So yes, obviously you yes. took a break and you didn't tell me. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I took plenty of breaks and then everyone, but every time I would sit down to read, uh, but somehow or not, I was like, okay, so he's, he's way to the end. So I don't want to spoil anything. And then I sent that I had finished it and you were like, I just finished right now. And I'm like, wow, fantastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, so for the intro, we are introduced to a, um, I'm assuming he's in sixth grade. I don't believe it actually said anything or his age, but he's in sixth grade because he talks about going to the school to school on the school bus by himself for the first time. Um, separate from his sister, and his sister is five. Um, so that's what I put together. Now, his name is Brogan, and automatically I think douche. I would uh, I would have to assume that that is probably intentional based on the way he acts. <laughs> he is a little sixth grade douche. Um, he is a wannabe YouTube star, which... Interesting fact, the last book you read also involved YouTube stardom. He likes to make prank videos. He pranks his family. He had a certain prank that they didn't really describe in the book, but he had a certain prank that went viral 
got him millions of views and kind of made him kind of made him think that he was like the next Ashton Kutcher when pumped. Um, but he was not. He's just a sixth grader. Which, by the way, um, the uh, the guy, what's his name? Gaten Matakazakazamadorano, whatever his name is from uh, Stranger Things mm-hmm. and uh, his, his little prank encounters show is yeah. uh, actually pretty funny and worth watching. Um, I think there was some like out some outcry to it, but they do that type of thing where they set up scary situations. And uh, if you ever saw the um, what was the name of the show where they did the same thing? It was like a Canadian show, but it was hilarious. Uh, you're on Scare Tactics, yeah, Scare Tactics, right? So Scare Tactics was like very quick, and everything was over, and like just there were very quick pranks. This one, this show, I would recommend it, and um, they like go all elaborate, and I think like I think they're like hour long episodes. I could be wrong though, but anyway, they they it's it's much more in depth with each one of them, and then the new season is starting. I will be watching, but anyway, this guy tries to be like that. Are you even familiar with the show I'm I'm describing? Yes, I was just about to ask you because this Perfect. is how we will define each other. In Scare Tactics, who was the better host? Shannon Dodery or uh, what's his name? His name is um, Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Um, The better host? um, Well, the host that actually appeared to have seen the uh, clips was Shannon Dodery. Um, I I think Tracy Morgan is a very, very funny guy. Uh, but when, every time I watched it, I was like, he didn't even watch the clip. Um, so she, I think she was at, she was in the early seasons, uh, yeah. or maybe one or what she was in one season, I think. Yeah. And so I felt like there were better pranks when he was on the show. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I have my suspicions about whether he actually saw the pranks <laughs> or not. Yeah, I didn't dissect it too much, but I just, there was something about her that just made, elevated the show to something else. Tracy Morgan is great and he's funny, um, but uh, it's Shannon Dodery, like, she's just amazing. Did you happen to catch when, so Brogan and his family are moving to a a new city in Alabama, I'm sorry, not Alabama, (laughs) Indiana. Um, Did you happen to catch a reference to a classic horror film in this car ride? I did. Oh, in the car ride? Uh, okay. The reference that I thought was right after they got there, and uh, and to me it was Pet Cemetery. but I don't know, maybe that wasn't in the car ride. No, and maybe reference isn't the right word. I, I guess I should say, uh, I don't know how to, how to pronounce it or how to say it, but basically they said the title of a movie that I was like, that is not a children's movie, that I was like, hmm, this was probably oh, yeah. What was it? Remind me. So they're looking for the house and the, the parents say, it's that one over there, the last house on the left. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I did remember that. Yeah. Last house on the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was cool for older readers to be like, ha, ha, ha. Kids know nothing about that or shouldn't. Um, as we, as we uh, haughtily push our, uh, our spectacles up on our nose and lift yeah. our chins. <laughs> um, so explain a little bit about the Pet cemetery thing because I didn't catch that. Well, as soon as they got there, um, there was a scene where the dog ran out in the road and almost got hit by a by a, a truck. And I felt like it was it was like the the pet cemetery. Um, maybe not the newer one. I don't remember the newer one as well, but the one in the eighties um, where there's a close call. So there's a close call before the kid actually gets hit by the uh, truck. But it's right after they get there and they're admiring the house and then. Um, I, I want to say a pet runs out into the road and then the kid runs out into the road 
and uh, almost gets hit. And so that happened exactly almost the same way. I was like, okay, well, this is a nod toward Pet Cemetery. It's a new house, and somebody almost got hit by a truck. Uh, or maybe it wasn't, it wasn't that they almost did, but you were afraid that the dog was going to get hit. Um, and so that's, that's what I thought you were going for. But yes, I do recall the uh, last house on the left as well. Yeah. Which is a movie I've never seen, but, uh, but I've read enough about to know that I probably don't want to. <laughs> so, um, 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 right. So the dog almost gets hit by a car. And it was funny because when that happened, I was like, nothing's going to happen to the dog. This is a children's book. But then I was like, wait a minute. This author is not held by any type of standards of any publisher. He can do damn well what he pleases. So this dog actually could get hit. Um, <laughs> so... He didn't. So shall, will we spoil whether the dog was hit or will we leave it to the reader's imagination? Um, we have to tell the readers that the dog did not die because the dog plays kind of a big part later on in the, in the book. But let me yeah. tell you how the He digs up a body in the backyard, so. Let me tell you about the connection that this book has with my life right now. As you know, I just got a puppy. What kind of puppy did I get, Drew? A Pomeranian mixed with a Dachshund uh, half Beagle mix, I think. No, I got a Boston Terrier and it's female. Do you know what I was about to name my Boston Terrier? We're about to name your Boston Terrier something that you told me and I have forgotten. I'm going to take a shot here. I think you were about to name it Milo. No. I was going to name the Boston Terrier Coco. So. Yes, that's like, right. I knew it. You really need to pick up context clues. Why would I be breaking up that I was going <laughs> to rename my dog Milo? Uh, well, I knew that it was wrong, but I was remembering that the name of the uh, Fox Terrier from the mask was Milo. So I shot Milo, even though I knew it wasn't true. You shot your what? <laughs> I took a shot. <laughs> I took a shot and said the name Milo, which was the name of Fox Terrier from the mask. Sorry, I thought I heard something. Else. Um, mm. okay. So, <laughs> makes it out alive, everybody. They get inside the house. The kids fight about who's going to pick which room. Drew is texting me, this boy is rotten. And I'm reading this kid just like completely hate his little sister. And I'm ashamed to admit he's rotten but it's not unrealistic me and my little sister when we were young did not get along whatsoever and it was because like this little girl hopefully she doesn't hear this like this little girl she was always trying to get me in trouble or always trying to get what I had and you know they say imitation is the biggest form of flattery or whatever so she would always try to like be like me and if that makes sense and it annoyed the heck out of me because I was stupid and immature I didn't know that she was actually just like that's natural because I'm an older sibling, but sorry. Drew. Yeah, no, I, I get you. Uh, when my sisters want, like if my sisters, if any of the younger ones bought a CD that I already had, they'd be like, no, that's my band. You can't listen to them. <laughs> you know, quit copying me. Yeah. we. I, I would be truly convinced. I was like, you don't like them. You're just trying to like take this from me. I don't know why I thought that, but yes, like you nailed it. Immaturity. Yeah, it's because we get mad at the stupidest stuff when we're kids. Now my older sister and I, we're super close. We love each other. We're great. My older sister and me, we're great. We love each other. But when you're kids, you just don't understand why things are happening. You just make stupid decisions that make you look like a little asshole. Well, one of the things that I, I didn't really get was 
why why did the parents in this uh situation why would they allow the you know first one there gets to pick the room type of situation <laughs> you know yeah. so like he was getting ready to get out and he was like they were like no 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 you better go tend to that dog you wanted while she go <laughs> picks the prime room and i was like yeah that would just breed contempt you know yeah i can tell you that my parents would never let my older or my younger sister have the room with the balcony <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure it would have to be. I'd be like, look, it doesn't matter who goes in first. I'm going to assign the room. Um, and uh, if you guys can agree on it and there's a good reason, I'll let you have it. But just having her run in the room, I'm not going to hold you to it. Reminds me of uh, a long time ago when I was in. Uh, well, I was working for a landscaping company and there was this kid that I worked with. I was like uh, a year or two older than him. I think I was like 18. He was like 16. And so we we're working landscaping. And we had this job. <laughs> where we had this, we had to take a wheelbarrow and wheel it up this long hill. And it was the most backbreaking work of all time. And I remember, uh, at, we, instead of just taking turns, we started doing rock, paper, scissors, and we were like bound by it. Like we were like, there is no getting out of it. Like, like, like the way she ran into the room and she was just like, no, first one who calls it. And then that's it. You just live by it. Like it's the rules, like it's gospel. That's exactly how we were. And I'm telling you, I, so we would rock, paper, scissors, and I would lose. And they'd be like, oh my God, no. And of course, rather than back out, I would take another trip all the way down the hill and up the hill. And this thing was like 60 feet. And the guy was like continually beating me, you know, and, uh, and laughing about it. So anyway, I got that feeling with them. I'm like, really? These are just like unspoken rules that you don't have to abide by, but the parents are allowing it. I mean, it's a spoken contract, really. It will hold up in court. It'll, yeah, a verbal contract in the state of Indiana is binding, so unfortunately... Yeah. The Rock, Paper, Scissors contract of Alabama or wherever you lived when that happened, it was in place by then. You are uh, determined to put Alabama into this, uh, <laughs> into this episode, <laughs> I've missed. Uh, well, at the time, I was actually living in Arkansas. Oh, wow. That's another state I never knew you lived in, so you've just lived... Yeah. I have lived in... Uh, at least 11 states and i'm not exaggerating but we'll talk about that another time perfect okay so back to the story back to our regularly scheduled programming so brogan oh by the way his little sister's name is cammy there's three names that you probably have to know brogan is the main character cammy's his little sister mom and dad but then also liam comes later and liam's his little friend so Brogan finds a room that is not the sister's grand room that she found. He finds just another boring room and it has a closet that has a deadbolt on it. He opens the deadbolt and what does he find, Drew? He finds this uh, bald patch looking uh, clown toy thingy. Mr. Squeaks. Mr. Squeaks. That's what his name was, right? I think so, yeah. Mr. Squeaks. Um, so yeah, so his name is Mr. Squeaks, assuming because when you squeeze his foot, it goes. Psh, 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 psh. And no, I think he goes. I think he goes. That's a horn. Well, anyway, when he runs down the hall, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope something else is making that noise besides your mouth. Cause... <laughs> nope, just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can use whatever imagination you'd like, audience, to think what kind of squeak Mr. Squeaks makes. 
So he finds this creepy doll and he's like, this is scary, but whatever. It's the only thing that I found. And Cammy doesn't have this doll. So I'm going to rub it in Cammy's face that I have a new doll. But Cammy does have a doll. She has a doll named Isabella that she's had before they got there. Basically her little, like my little, what, is it, what are those dolls called? American girl dolls. I don't yeah. know if Isabella's American. I don't mean to assume that, but she has a, her little play doll and Brogan hates it because he's always like, it smells old and it's disgusting. And Isabella takes it, I'm sorry, uh, Cammy takes it everywhere with her. So basically Mr. Squeaks is like Brogan's old, own little Isabella. So they're having dinner, I think, or something, but either way, uh, Cammy is upset because she didn't get to find any cool toys in her room. Brogan has this cool clown doll, yada, yada, yada. Brogan's like, yeah, it's just a doll, but let me act like I'm really in love with it because I really want to rub it in her face. And the mom has a great idea, which this hit. Not, not a great idea, mom. Yeah, this hit home for me. Basically, whatever you need to do to calm your child down. Oh, I have a great idea. You will act like divorced parents and split custody between Mr. Squeaks. And this pisses off Brogan, understandably. So now Brogan has to share Mr. Squeaks with her. Um, yeah, look, Brogan is a little jerk. Um, I think we agreed to that, but uh, they, they're not really doing anything to help the situation. Sure, let her pick the room. Well, then she throws a fit, even though she chose the room and she throws a fit that she didn't get the one that had this ball-headed clown, as they say. And, uh, and so the parents first thought, it's like, well, give her the clown too, you know? And I'm like, God, this kid almost, he's almost justified in, in being so angry, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know why. I think it's just when you're a parent, I only have one, thank God for now. But um, when you're a parent and you have two kids and one of them's fussy and young and the other one's a little bit older and you expect them to be more mature, I would assume it's like, let's just bend over a little bit to make the younger one happy and do what she says. Yeah. But as a sixth grader, you don't see that. You're just like, why do you love her more? Right. <laughs> when in reality- And you're like, because she's cuter. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I asked this lady one time, um, I don't know why, somebody, somebody made a joke about having favorite kids. And so I was like, yeah, who's your favorite kid? <laughs> And she goes, I don't have any favorite kids. Well, except for RJ. <laughs> and that was one of her kids. I was like, oh my God. We think these things. We don't say them. Are you crazy? I know. Being a parent is very, very uh, conflicting. It was funny. But anyways, so yes, Brogan is uh, sort of getting the shaft here. I get it. I get it. He's getting the shaft, you know? So he's, he starts to plot his revenge, doesn't he? Yes, he's thinking of ways to basically get full custody of Mr. Squeaks by scaring the shit out of Cammy and having her not want to do anything with Mr. Squeaks. So he thinks, what can I do to scare her? And I really liked this kind of aspect of it because we were kind of like on board with his creative process. Like, it's not like other thing, other um, books or movies you watch where someone's trying to prank someone and it, they just come up with a prank and do it like he has good ideas he has bad ideas he regrets one idea so his first idea is um i'm gonna just put the uh mr squeaks in her room and pretend like i don't know where he at he's at so uh i don't know where he at i don't know where he at um just to plant the seed 
of mystery because he knows he can't go in too full force because then everybody's going to be like you're just trying to prank your sister it's not funny yada 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 so he puts mr squeaks on her bed and he goes downstairs and he's like where the fuck's mr squeaks cammy Oh yeah, he just he. I think he just watched uh, Straight Outta Compton right before, so he was like. <laughs> but he puts her in his in her. He puts him in her room, and he basically just starts asking, like, "Hey, has anybody seen Mr. Squeaks? I can't find him. Whatever, whatever." And he's like, "Cammy, I bet you took him because you're a super jealous bitch." And so she's like, "No, I didn't. I'll prove it to you. I'll go to my room." So he's like, "Yeah, let's go." So they go to her room, and what do you know? Mr. Squeaks is not there. Dun, dun, dun. So she's like, see? And he's like, oh, shit. And then Mama walks in with Mr. Squeaks. She goes, I found this in here. And he's like, oh, thank God. He's like, oh, well, I told you you took it. She's like, no, I didn't take it. So his plan works, and he's super happy and super excited. Now comes day two. And day two, he thinks, okay, I'm going to put Mr. Squeaks in the trash can, but like make a mess about it to make it look like Cammie got so jealous, she took Mr. Squeaks and put in the trash can. And because she's so small and immature, she made a mess while doing it. So this is the, the part that I liked when I talked about like being on his creative adventure. He's lying in bed and he's like, uh, well, wait a minute. If I'm trying to subconsciously get Cammie to think that Mr. Squeaks is moving on his own, why would he throw himself in the trash can? So he's like, ugh, dumb idea. Let's go ahead and go back to go get him. Then he starts hearing squeaking. Go ahead with your sound. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he hears this noise in uh, downstairs by the trash can. He's like, what is that? And also I do like that even though he's doing the pranking, he's freaking himself out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah, I like that too. It made me giggle the whole time. But he goes downstairs and there's trash scattered around. And he looks and he's like, what is it? And it's Coco. She took Mr. Squeaks out and she's chewing on him. So, whew, that's another one. Um, Mr. Squeaks gets his revenge by slashing Coco's throat. Well, that's the director's cut. Just Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh. This is made for two. Okay, my bad. You're this film has been uh, formatted to fit your screen. And edited for content. You're going to get people to think things happen in books that don't. And when they read it and get pissed, they're not going to get mad at the author. You know who they're going to get mad at? Me, baby. Yes. That's what I'm here for. Like, we've done this numerous times, though, where we've thrown out fake things. And I can't, we've done it so many times now, I can't even remember. And it's actually starting to, to, to bleed over into my own thoughts. And I'm like, wait a minute. There are certain things that have happened. And I don't remember if they really happened. Or if we made that, uh... But anyways, um, no Coco survived. Like, like Mikey said, there is no killing of dogs in children's books. Sometimes. Or adult books. Well, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're going to get authors to reach out to us and ask us not to cover their books. And we're going to decline, right? <laughs> Sorry, we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll show you. We're going to buy your book. <laughs> Joke's on you. Well, anyways, so basically prank number two didn't work. And what I like about these pranks is that 
it's the the horror itself is not starting right away stuff happens that's a little creepy but it has a reasonable explanation as to why but brogan is creeping himself out kind of like what we discussed um but that's cool it's cool to build that to be like hey it's just not working out so the third prank he had which i think this is when drew decided that brogan is a little shit is he puts mr squeaks on cammy's bed and she has a um, chalkboard wall so you can round chalk you can round her wall with chalk and it comes off that's what it's for so he puts Mr. Squeaks on her bed and he writes on the wall, Isabella hates you with the red chalk. And he puts the red chalk in Mr. Squeaks' hand. He's like, this is going to be great. So he leaves her in there or leaves him in there. And they're at dinner and they're waiting for, he's waiting for the show to go on. And um, what happens? What makes him go upstairs again? Well, he was, was he going to get his, camera or no he does go back upstairs though um ahead of time just ahead of time yeah he goes back upstairs for some reason and he does get his camera and um he notices that his camera's busted someone broke it and he doesn't know who and he's getting pissed off and he's freaking out and like you know he is young so he calls for his mom his mom comes up and she's like oh no dear what happened and somehow they end up back in Cammy's room, just them two. And the mom's like, oh, you're pulling pranks. Yeah, I'm not going to fall for this one. But something mysterious has happened. Drew, tell our audience what it was. So um, at this point, um, if, if you're not going to lie, just let me do it. No, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I may have forgotten, though. But is this the point where the the words have changed to say something different on the wall or am I jumping ahead? No, you're right. So the new saying that's on the wall is I hate you. Bum, bum, bum. Instead of what he wrote, which is I hate Annabelle. I mean, Isabella. Oops. Oops. Isabella oops. hates you. Not I hate. Uh, I know. I just wanted to say Annabelle. <sighs> anyway, go ahead. Anyway, the, uh, the uh, inspiration for Isabella, I would be astonished to find is not is anything other than Annabelle. But yes, it now says I hate you, which actually sounds way worse. Oh, yeah. He should have thought from that from the beginning. But he's freaking out because he's like, I didn't do that. And Cammy's been downstairs the whole time. The mom's like, I don't want to hear your BS. Clean it up before Cammy sees it. You're not getting Mr. Squeaks back and tough toenails about your camera. So um this part also made me laugh because when the camera's broken and the mom's like oh well maybe it was and it says something like brogan shot back with something like no mom duh and the mom like it said something like she would have told him to mind his mouth if she didn't have sympathy and i was like yeah like he said something way out of line and she was getting ready to say uh but she realized she was very upset so she bit her tongue and gritted her teeth a little bit oh no sir if you would have said that in a southern household backhand that would be a whole different other horror story to write a book about yeah yeah <laughs> yep that's right at any rate so now we know something weird is happening 
And so um, Brogan goes to school and he meets a friend named Liam. And the reason why he meets his friend Liam is because Liam actually recognizes him from YouTube. He was expecting the whole school to recognize him, but no one right. except for Liam. <laughs> I get I get the idea that he got like like 10,000 views or something. I don't think he... I don't think he's as viral as he thinks he is, but uh, like he expects to walk in and it's like the noise of a record skipping, you know, and everybody stopping in mid bite, you know, and, and looking and just staring at him. And of course, nobody does except one kid named Liam. He's like, no way you it's you. And then he actually like says the wrong channel. Right. He says the, the friend's channel that he appeared on instead. <laughs> he's like, You're Gabriel something, something. He's like, actually, that's my friend. But I was in one of those videos. Um, so, but nevertheless, he meets his little friend, Liam, and turns out Liam lives next door. So um, what happened? Something freaky happened that he basically tells Liam like, hey, shit's going down in my house. Um, ugh, what happened? Well, I think Liam just made a little comment about something. And he's like, wait, what do you mean? What are you saying? He's like, oh, oh no, no, right. I don't want to freak you out. Yeah, you're right. So um, he tells Liam about the doll that he found and Liam was like, oh, well, like really weird stuff has happened in your house before. And he tells Brogan about how there was like a seance in the house. The house was owned by circus performers. The circus performer's son passed away and I believe it was a circus accident or like a trapeze accident. Um, yeah. And so they tried to have a seance to bring the son's body to Mr. Squeaks, which by the way, you should not have done. Um, no. And so that's kind of where he leaves the story. And Brogan's like, oh my God. So Brogan writes, he finds like a fan site for the real Mr. Squeaks because the real Mr. Squeaks was the circus performer who owned the house. And it's like, if you want to contact Mr. Squeaks, email him here. So he sends him an email and he's like, by the way, we're in your house, found this creepy doll, weird shit's happening, WTF. Just to summarize, I'm paraphrasing. So <clears throat> he sends the email, doesn't hear back from Mr. Squeaks. So he's like, Ugh, what do I do? Um, Liam has a great idea. He's like, hey, I have a, a, a security camera. We can put it in your sister's room so that whenever we start seeing it move, we can tell your parents like, hey, I'm not lying, here it is. So they set up the security camera. Uh, the mom's there, and this is funny because I, I feel like maybe the author's childhood was kind of similar to mine because sometimes some of the things he writes makes me think about my childhood. Liam comes over, they're setting things up. And the mom's like, hey, I'm leaving. We got to go pick up your sister. Do you want to come? You want to stay? And um, Brogan's like, well, I want to stay. He goes, okay, well, your friend's going to have to leave. Sorry, but no one's in the loud in the house unless I'm home. And I was like, oh, that was such my mom. But we would have just left, waited around the corner until my mom left, and then they would come back. But um, <clears throat> Right. And also she said, uh, uh, do you want to come with me or do you want to stay? And he's like, uh, is she taking Mr. Squeaky? And she's okay. like, oh, she took it with her. And he's like, well, then I'm staying yeah <laughs> so um they set up the camera in the room he's like oh i just have to do something upstairs real quick and then liam leaves the mom leaves and um brogan's there by himself so this is actually when uh it starts to actually become pretty creepy uh for a, well not even for a children's book it's creepy for a children's book but it's also creepy reading it as an adult so good yep job. definitely uh, Creep factor ratchets up uh, really high from this point on. Uh, real quick, do you remember what what nickname uh, Liam was calling Brogan's mom? Oh, like Mama Bro, Mama Bro, or something like that. Yeah. I chuckled. Yeah, it was cute. Um, <clears throat> but so um, Brogan's in the house and he's just waiting. 
then there's like a pounding at the door and he goes downstairs and it's Liam and Liam's like dude the camera the camera and he's like well yeah <laughs> he's like, the camera yeah he's like things are moving he's like well no one's here and he's like no like I got a notice that things were moving in the room he's like well yeah because we were setting things up he was like no the notice says it's happening right now right now dun 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 yeah so they're like we have to go check it out obviously i like this i like the sort of like kicking around that he does about it where he's like no actually on second thought i don't want to know what's up there i'm not going to go up there even though like the whole thing was set up for that you know i, I, I mean because you have that moment where like well this sounded good on paper but now that i'm faced with going to see what's in the actual room that's moving and like he even has this little moment where he's like no 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 it, it's it's my dog coco and he's like you mean that dog and the dog oh, yeah. like right behind him you know <laughs> He's like, my dog Coco, the one I got out of the trash, she's probably doing all this. And he's like, uh, your dog's right there. <laughs> and the dog's just like chilling. Um, <clears throat> so they go upstairs and they open the door and they turn on the light. And what do they see, Drew? Uh, so they turn on the light. And is this the big, big reveal? No. Oh, my God. Did you read? This was yesterday that we read the book, Drew. Oh, yeah. No, they don't. They see that uh, it's been destroyed and I hate you has been written like a million times all over the room. Thank you. See, I as a teacher that you are, I now feel the disappointment you feel when you call on students to answer a question and they're like, "Uh," and you're like, we just went over this. Yeah, to be fair, I've read like four books this week. Those kids haven't read four books in their entire lives. I'm not trash talking them. I'm just telling you the truth. Oh, true. Anyway, go ahead. The last book you read, Drew. The last book I read, mm-hmm. um, I just I just read Mustache Shenanigans by um, Jay Chandrasekhar, and I'm also in the I'm in the middle of two other books. I'm reading this Tom Clancy book, but these people don't care about this. Uh, the last book I read was this book. Yes, I read it exactly. yesterday. Exactly, that's what I was trying and to get. And I'm reading this uh, also um, Resident Evil book that I'm almost finished with. So you'll pardon me if. I sort of maybe don't quite remember one of the five. You'll pardon me if I don't remember the exact page that you're asking for. Drew, was this on page 87 or was it on page 82? Tick-tock, tick-tock, answer quickly. Anyway, I got it. It says, I hate you all over the room and stuff is destroyed. It's very scary. This is why meet his, his goal of reading 50 books a year and I am not. Um, at least I'm going to remember what they were about. But yeah, you will not after like a year. I promise you this. The cognitive process doesn't work like that. But anyway, it's all good. And you will meet your goal. Thank Believe you. in yourself. Thank you. At any rate, they walk into the room and it says, I hate you in chalk all over the room. Big time. So they're like, I'm <laughs> gone. Does it say big time on the wall? I hate no. you. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> big time. Uh, so. They hear rolling and they look down and there's a red piece of chalk rolling out from under the bed. Brogan goes to the bed. He looks under the bed and... Friendo! Oh, wait, wrong book. My bad, my bad. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) I hate doing this podcast with you. (laughs) I will retire after this one. <laughs> Guys, it's been fun. More so for me, less for him. If anybody did not listen to the last week's episode, Friendo the Clown, or last book episode, Friendo the Clown was the killer in the last book. At any rate, 
So they look under the bed, and I'm not even going to ask Drew who it is. The whole time, <laughs> it's been Isabella. Ah, uh, yes. Isabella has been behind this the whole time. So she hates Brogan because Brogan was the one that is always talking shit about her. And Brogan was the one that introduced Mr. Squeaks to Cammy. So Cammy replaced Isabella with Mr. Squeaks. Now... Isabella is out for revenge. She attacks Brogan. We hear a loud thump. Liam's passed out, useless, like Drew on this podcast. And so as they struggle, they end up downstairs, I think. And um, to save the day, the dog that did not die in the beginning has grabbed Isabella and is ripping her to shreds. Uh Uh-oh, what's the matter, Drew? Oh, nothing. That was just my response to you calling me useless. <laughs> I must have hit deep for you not to interrupt. Um, <laughs> but anyways, you are not useless, Drew. You're my best friend. Um, Thanks. So, in summary, Coco fucks Isabella up and rips her apart, takes her head off, like we're talking massacre in the toy section. So, Isabella's dead. They throw go, her go, 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 go. <laughs> they throw her away. This is the end of Isabella's reign. Um, it did kind of disturb me the way they described when she was on Brogan and scratching his face that she, like, raked his face. Because I know what they mean with the little plastic fingers when they scratch and it leaves, like, those white marks. Um, uh-huh. I was planting roses in the garden yesterday. Sorry, that sounds really gay. But um, I was <laughs> in the garden yesterday and I have a bunch of scratches on my hands. So when I read that, I was like, ow. Um, but either way. <laughs> um, so everybody comes home. Um, Cammy comes home and Brogan's like, Cammy, dear sister, how was your gymnastics practice? And she was like, uh, fine. So he's obviously showing her some care um some love brotherly love and he's like hey isabella kind i mean uh coco kind of ate isabella and she's like that's okay (laughs) so um isabella's old news and they're like sweet so he's getting ready for bed and the phone rings and the mom comes upstairs and he's like oh darling um you have someone on the phone for you he's like okay and he answers and it's mr squeaks this is where it gets really fucked up. So Mr. Squeaks is like, hey, uh, I got your letter. He's like, oh, it's okay. We got everything sorted out. I know what was happening. He's like, we, he's like, you need to get rid of that doll. He's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, we did the seance. We tried to get my son into the doll, but something else came through and was in the doll. And he's like, uh, what? So I think I forgot some, the phone disconnects or something. And, um, uh, Cammy runs into the room and she's like Brogan, Brogan uh, Mr. Squeaks can do a trick and he's like what are you talking about Mr. Squeaks can do a trick and she's sitting next to him all smiley and happy and what do they hear running towards them Drew (laughs) no you do your no mine is is definitely either a clown nose or a bike horn we've been sticking with yours so what do they hear (laughs) 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 
this is just high art right here. This is like the most professional podcast there is. So upon that horrifying noise, Mr. <laughs> enters the room and the curtains close. It's kind of, uh, first off, super, super dark, but kind of a throwback to lots of, of Goosebump endings. Way darker than Goosebumps this time around, but a very good throwback to you think it's over. Have you read The Haunted Mask? I haven't read that one yet. I'm reading them in order, so I haven't gotten to that one yet, but I've seen the show, the episode of it. Okay, so if the episode of the show is a spoiler for it, but they end one just like that, where it's like, oh, the whole thing is the mask can only be removed once, and if it's ever put back on, it's going to be permanent. And so they're like, oh, gosh, glad we finally got it off, you know, and then the way the thing ends is someone else is wearing it. Look! Little brother wearing it. Yeah, yeah, little brother or something. So I'm like, this reminded me completely of that. Like, all right, good. We got rid of Isabella. And uh, everything's good now, but uh, nope. And it just ends. It it would not have been, it would have not been near as effective if there had been a final fight played out with uh, Mr. Squeaks. Ending it like this was, was the perfect for, for me, this was perfect. Yeah. And I, so I kind of want to ask you, Goosebumps does have endings like this. A lot of things have endings like this. But for some reason, this one hit harder in terms of like being terrifying than the Goosebumps endings. Why do you think that is? Well, I think this was much darker than most Goosebumps books. And also, we previously read the, um, and this is kind of weird, but we, we previously read the first book in the series. And, and we, you can listen to that episode, but we assigned it a scare rating. And we talked about how it wasn't intentionally over-the-top scary, right? It was designed, I would have thought, for elementary school kids. And this one, I don't get the same feeling from. I get the feeling that we've graduated to middle school, high school kids, adults, whoever else, not elementary school kids at all. So I was sort of lured into a different sense of expectation. And this one was pretty dark. Yeah, I... It is a children's book, but it is, it's scary. Like, you know, I, I, it's scarier than any Goosebumps book I've read. Um, I don't know. I, I can't agree with that. see why. It's not because it's about dolls, because Goosebumps has ones about dolls. Um, yeah, but seances and, uh, and whatever evil spirit that's in the, uh, in the doll. And then obviously the name Isabella makes me think Annabelle. It just was definitely a step, a step up for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're kind of doing it already, but what are your final thoughts on the book? Yeah, my final thoughts are after the first book, I liked it and I thought that was that was enjoyable enough that I want to read the next one. After reading the second book, I'm, my thought, and I, and I think we said this off air, was I want to find out what's next, right? I want to see um, what level it goes to next time. And so, whereas before I was like, yeah, 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 for the podcast, I'll read the next one. This now I'm like, okay, I'm reading all these things. You know, I'm highly, highly impressed because of the creep factor, because of the chill factor, you know, uh, the shook factor. And uh, no, I, I definitely, that definitely was unexpected. And that's probably the number one thing that I look for in 
any any scary movie, any scary book is if you can catch me off guard, you've done your job. And this one definitely caught me off guard in a great, great way. I agree. I think that with the first one and the second one, I know that this author can write entertaining material, uh, material that I enjoy reading. You know, the first one, as we discussed previously, it wasn't like super scary. Um, this one is the complete opposite of the scare meter. Um, but, hang on, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. But, you know, I would love, I, I like, like you, I am gonna read the third one coming out. I forgot what it's called, but there's a third one coming out. Um, you know, it's, and I know that with these books, you know, it's a, it's a series and the stories as of yet don't have anything to do with each other. So, you know, we can't, I wonder if it's going to be more like the first one or more like the second one. Um, I don't know. And it's kind of weird that after reading the second one, I think back on the first one and I think, hmm, a little darker now that I, now that I reflected against this one, like I sort of filled in the gaps in the first one with more of a, um, smiley happy tor tor sort of intentionally elementary school like angle but now i'm look thinking looking at this one i'm like i don't know though there was a house with with like vampire type of things that may have been a little darker than i than i read it as now that i'm looking at it like this uh, so i don't know i don't know maybe yeah and like you said, um, what I really enjoyed about both stories is that both of them have had a plot twist that I wasn't expecting. There was a brief amount of time in the beginning of this one where I suspected Isabella to have some sort of supernatural issues just because they kept talking about her stench and all this stuff. Um, but I feel like it was early enough that it went away by the time it happened at the end that revealed that she was evil. Um, I was like, oh, Cool. I wasn't expecting that. Um, <clears throat> and the, the first book had also that similar type of, oh, I wasn't expecting that. So I definitely love a book that can bring that element to its story. Definitely. And I think I texted you at one point. I called it, I mean, I didn't call it to you because I don't want to spoil anything, but early on, I thought that too. I was like, yeah, okay, so it's actually going to be, Isabel. you know, so there's a, there's a scene early on where he puts, uh, he, he puts them next to each other. And I was like, all right, so we're supposed to believe that the that the clown is the evil one, but it's actually going to be Isabella. So I was thinking this will end up being Isabella, you know? And then I was like, yeah, I was right. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, I didn't actually call uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's cool when you have something that you think was just uh, a red herring. And so you sort of have this double red herring, right? So you thought it was a red herring, right? And he sent the email uh, off to the, to the guy and then it comes back around and I just think that's good writing you know I just think it's it's a payoff that happens at the end from something that was set up earlier and we had forgotten about it but when we're reminded of it we're like oh yeah that's right he emailed that other guy and uh and now he's calling back and so it's good I, I thought I thought it was very good I think it's very professional writing and I really 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 enjoyed this book yeah I agree now let's go ahead and I mean we've already been saying enough about it in the in the show but let's go ahead and Assign it a scare meter. Did we do one through 10 or one through five last time? I think we did 10. Yeah, we did 10. No, no, we didn't. Uh, yeah, we did 10. Let's do 10. I thought, I thought we ranked the book out of four, but then we did a scare meter out of 10, but I definitely could be wrong. 
doesn't matter. We'll just change, the, we'll change the scale every time so that no one can get any sense of continuity. And they all sort of leave with this general sense of unease and uh, dissatisfaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same thing about with just being your friend. So um, yeah. let's go ahead and do a scare meter zero out of 10. How many pumpkin skulls? Oof. This, this falls firmly between eight and nine. And I'm going to round up and say nine. Definitely very scary. Um, definitely very scary. I'm going to go nine. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 8.7, round it up to nine, folks. I'm going to say nine, too, because, you know, I've read Stephen King. It hasn't scared me. This one, it scared me. Official verdict, folks. <laughs> uh, Twisted Books to Leave You Shook, volume two is scarier than Stephen King. Yes. Okay, Mr. C.S. James, we have a lot to expect from you coming, uh, coming soon. Yeah, you have set the bar high. And so no pressure, dog, but uh, book three, we're going to read it. <laughs> now, I've been debating about doing something to you for the next episode. And I don't know if I want to put you through that, but I kind of want to. <laughs> Let's uh, skip the charade. You know, you're, whatever it is, you know, you're going to do it. There's a movie that I really want to watch that I really want to talk about. But I just, I would feel so guilty about you watching it. It's called Gutterballs. And it's, um, have you seen it before, first of all? Gutterballs? Mm -hmm. I have not, sir. Okay. So I'm not a fan of like shock movies. Um, this mm -hmm. is kind of shock factor. Um, it's super indie, low budget, but there's just something about it that it's a guilty pleasure of mine. And it's super inappropriate, but we're both adults, you know. We know not to let the children watch it. And it's on Amazon Prime. So if you're willing to travel this road with me, then you can pick uh, it up. Absolutely not. There's just no way I will ever. No, I, I'm kidding. Of course, let's do it, man. Let's, let's do it. We got we to gotta do it. And I trust your sensibilities enough. You've never led me uh, astray so far, you know. So uh, let's do it, man. Okay. And I feel the same way. I'm not going to expound on it, but there are certain things that go for shock that I'm like, uh-uh, no, definitely not. But you sort of always kind of agreed with me on those certain things. Yeah. Uh, whereas other people are like, yeah, it was awesome. And I'm like, no, it really wasn't. I hated it, you know? And so since I, we've been, we've been pretty much on par with, with one another on those things. So yeah, you've given me fair enough warning that I'm not expecting um, uh, a children's movie here. So we'll, we'll, we'll give it a watch. Perfect. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that pretty much sums up the episode. Um, Twisted Books Leave You Shook, Volume 2, The Toy or Just Toy Horror Story, reviewed by yours truly, Mikey Andrew. Um, we do have an Instagram up. It's just Mikey or Drew and Mikey's Scary Cemetery. Um, type it all out. No symbols. Uh, you'll find us on Instagram. Um, you can find us on Facebook. If you like us give us a like review us on itunes do all the good stuff so that we can make sure we are talking about things you guys want to hear and if not maybe you should just find another podcast i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> if not we don't need you <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but thank you so much for joining us today and drew any parting words <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Zooby, zooby, zoo. This won't make the episode. He'll cut it out, I'm sure. Because nope, he thinking. would never do that to me. I'm putting it in there. Garbage. Um,